I've been told that this is not for children. So if you are a child, stop listening. So about your girlish figure again? Yeah, I'm watching it. Girl? Like in a sexual oh. way, or is it like more like a food kind of way? Yeah, I'm a voyeur on myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know how you look at mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> You do rub the top of your head a lot, which has very little hair. I know. That's why it has little hair, because I rub it way too often. I'd like to remind you the last time or a few episodes ago, you were rubbing your breastuses, Joe, so... Well, I just like to do that. I mean, I just need to cup them occasionally, make sure they're there. <laughs> yes, because you can't, you can't feel them on your body. You must feel them with your hands. There they are. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Verbal the Story. I'm Joe. I'm Celesta. <laughs> and I'm Ryan. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some whiskey and talk about some weird stuff. I do, do want to ask, like, has anything weird happened to you this week? Other than... Like Feeling like a woman? Oh, every week. <laughs> there's that thing that's growing out of my neck. Oh, wait, no. I uh, did. I had something kind of weird. Yeah, oh. Because I don't know anything weird. I don't know if it's weird or it's just, it's been on my mind a lot lately. We had a client come in before Christmas and she was picking up some... Wait, do you want to tell people what you do? I guess. Mm. Or is, are... is it relevant to the story? Well, I think they'll kind of figure it out. Okay, it? okay. We had a client come in before Christmas, and she was picking up some meds for her dogs, some anti-anxiety, so she could take them on a plane with her. And this week we found out that her dad, who'd flown out to pick her up on his private plane, uh, came and got her, and they made it to Indiana, and they crashed. What? And she died. The woman that came into your yes. office, and she died. And one of her dogs passed away too on the on the airplane crash, and it was just like, and, and one of the dogs. Well, did her family like? Did the dad, the, the dad, the dad died. Her dad died. Uh, one of his friends was with him, and then her name was Amy. She died, and one of her dogs. And amazingly enough, one of her other the other dog survived and like ran through the woods and was taken care of. So wait, so was the that one dog that ran through the woods was the only survivor yes. of the entire crash? But it was so sad because she was what just there. What anxiety meds was that dog on? Xanax. <laughs> they were, both of the dogs were. But it was like, we and we just found out, it was like a couple months later, but it's just yeah, weird say, to yeah. know that she was in there getting meds for that flight, and then yeah, that that's sucks. sad. It's more sad, I guess, than weird, but. That's always weird you hear from like yeah. those things where it's like a co-worker's friend or something like that is connected, and all of a sudden, oh, so-and-so, did you hear about them? What's that? Um, they were eaten by a bear. I was like, what? It's like, and it's like crazy stories like that too. Yeah. That when you hear those kind of things, yeah. it's like it's like crazy stories out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, he's on a fishing trip. He fell off the boat. Couldn't find him. Gone. So, wait, how does somebody just fall off the yeah. boat and disappear? Yet it happens all the time. True. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, and they just said. I mean, I think they're still investigating, but it just looks like complete engine failure. So they just. Well, it was I one mean, of those single engines. Cool. Yeah. Well, I was about to ask. Like, jet or I was about to yeah. say, no way. Yeah. Wait, you said it was a private plane. So well, this was not like a just a person's like. So it's yeah, like I a mean, Cessna or something. Yeah, like probably that. like that. Like you'd see know. at the downtown airport, like yeah. smaller stuff you'd see coming in out of downtown or 
Well, yeah, I mean, like, I'm just wondering if it's, like, one of, like, the NetJet kind of planes. You know what I mean? You know what NetJet is? Yeah, but it's yeah. not that. It's just as probably a single engine. Yeah. Like, well, two or three seater. That's what it's like. I always, like, it drives me crazy when people show off, like, they're, they're like, oh, I was on a private jet. I'm like, good for you for taking your life in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'd much rather oh, be on a much larger plane know, that's being maintenanced ones. every day. <laughs> Those little ones are scary. Yeah, like those, I mean... Did you ever take a puddle jumper from, like, a bigger airport to a smaller from, airport? From Ooh. Detroit to Wisconsin. Yes. It was, like, it was yes. from uh, it was from Detroit to Appleton, and it felt like that pilot was just fucking awesome the whole time. Like, I think the pilots of these puddle jumpers, especially the prop planes, they're just like, nobody gives a shit what we're doing. And he's like, I'm just dodging air, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are we going like this? <laughs> and and why like, does it sound like every part is rattling? And he's, it is. <laughs> why is the pilot Can giggling we so much? Tighten up these bolts, please. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Could you imagine if your pilot was just maniacally giggling the entire flight? Like, <laughs> I think I, I have to be honest. <laughs> knowing me, that if I was that pilot on that plane, I totally would. You would. It would be evil. Or after. you'd be farting. No, no, no. I'd be like, I'd be doing manacle. I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> And it's 70 degrees and we've Sir, arrived. You're scaring my children. <laughs> you're all just bodies <laughs> on my plane. That's sad. Wow. That's kind of sad because they think that, you know, those last few or two bigger air crashes were suicides. What? Don't they? I don't know. Wait, you what crashes me. are you talking about? You can't be that vague. Um, like Malaysia? Possibly Malaysia. There was one before They haven't even that. found anything from that one, haven't they? There was one before They're probably that. on a deserted island somewhere. It's bouncing around in time and space. Probably. And there's this old woman who comes kind of come out with a stick. You can call me Amelia. <laughs> no. Ryan was making a no, lost reference. I was reference. making a lost reference. Uh, and okay. you, that reference was I brought it to reality. On you. Oh. <laughs> chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. Thank you. Snicker, snicker. Uh, we'll let it some in there. We'll put Dead that. Dead air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I guess we should get to the first whiskey. Uh, we're going to keep this one a little uh, uh, well-known, I guess is the word for it. This is Evan Williams Single Barrel. And uh, as far as uh, rarity, I think we need to have like a constructive rundown on like rarity cost and you know so forth and so on. Rarity, this is fairly common. Yeah. But to me, for anybody who's into whiskey, out of whiskey – New to whiskey, a specialty. This this bottle in and of itself, I feel, is probably like for somebody who's brand new to whiskey, is a great direction to send somebody in, especially for the dollar value. Oh yeah, Evan Williams Single Barrel usually retails at about twenty five dollars a bottle, oh, wow. which is great, and their year is actually quite high. It's usually seven to eight years. Yeah, which well, is, can get some that are a little bit older. This one's a little, this one's a little under eight years, but yeah, still, not and, too bad. It is made, I know on the bottle it says, you know, bought, distilled in Kentucky, bottled by Old Evan Williams Distillery, Bardstown, Kentucky. Okay, there's a thing you need to know, is that bottling doesn't mean they made it. Evan Williams is actually made by Heaven Hill, yep. which is out in Louisville, Kentucky. They Louisville. Have Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. 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 It's like when I lived in New Orleans, I was just like, nah. where's New Orleans? Nolens. Nolens. However, born in Missouri... And uh, I will never say Missouri because there is no A. No A. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I got Okay, I got to correct you a little bit. So 
Yeah, I, I mean, technically, like, they have offices in Louisville, but they distill in a couple places, I believe. That's true. Heaven Hill does. They do distill. And they, in store, a lo- they store primarily in Bardstown, hence why. Does it say Bardstown? No, it says it was only bottled in Bardstown. It was yeah, not so it was, probably, it was probably still aged. Well, I they have numerous. Dude, we were at Heaven Hill, and yeah. they rolled out Evan Williams single barrels. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we went on a barrel tasting it at their distillery many years ago which was amazing it was amazing anybody ever says hey do you want to go to a rick house in kentucky and drink some bourbon out of barrels right out of the barrel and you just say yes you run it's the ghostbuster rule Even if you never run if you're god you say yes are you a god you say yes Yes. you just say yes it's yeah it's the ghostbuster rule so uh the they usually of most of their products because like heaven hill does elijah craig Mm -hmm. larceny um, help me out here. I mean, uh, Rittenhouse Rye, Rittenhouse Rye. Yeah, they do Pikesville Rye now. Pikesville, yeah, they do I Pikesville. Yeah, and they have a whole bunch of like little like store bought whiskeys. It's great. Heaven Hill is a great distiller. There is no question. They're awesome. They're one of the top. But uh, so the mash bill for this Evan Williams single barrel, it's usually use a barrel chart at number three or number four, and their mash bill is usually seventy eight percent corn, ten percent rye. 12% malted barley. So it's pretty high in the corn. Yeah. And again, they let this age for quite a while. Like every Evan Williams single barrel does have a barrel date and a bottle date. So you know how old it is, which mm-hmm. this is significant, especially today, because there's a lot of distillers because the demands become so high. They do not put an age statement. Like a lot of labels have gone away from age statements. Uh, they give you a vagueness of like it'll be f- between five years and eight years or four years and seven years, which that's fine. I get it because the demand's so high. They can't keep everything consistent. They can't always just put out like Elijah Craig in and of itself was always 12 years, mm-hmm. but the demand is so high. They've had to like release stuff at lower years. Yeah. So if you are new, I cannot recommend this enough. And what's fun, I mean, I like single barrels because... It's kind of a double-edged sword in that you can find barrels that and bottles from those barrels that are great, but then the trouble is you might never see it again. Right. But they're so good for twenty to thirty dollars. Well, it's also a good one, like too, if you're new into whiskey and you're you're also like collecting things. This is a good one too because like to get a uh, vertical of Evan yeah. Williams single barrels, not that hard to do on a low budget. I mean, it's not like we're talking Van Winkle. No. You know, you know, where it's like, oh God, I gotta invest like thousands and thousands and thousands yeah. of dollars to get a vertical. Yeah. Evan Williams is it's very good whiskey. Like I mean, I get a lot of dark caramel off of this. Um it's very nutty. Yeah, I get yeah. I, for pretty much anything from Heaven Hill nowadays, I get a lot of yeah. peanutty. Which isn't bad. I get a little apple though. I get a little apple in some of their stuff. Yeah, this one to me, I mean it's not my I actually I know I like Evan Williams single barrels, yeah. one of my first favorites. Yeah. This one, personally, to me, isn't, and my initial taste isn't that great. Oh, and it's to give you a little young, the, but it's not bad. The one we are talking about is, bar- it was barreled on 12-31-09. So, New Year's Eve in 2009. It was bottled 11-02-17. Yeah. Because they do all, are all different, and I have tried yeah. numerous ones, and they do taste different. But I don't think I've had one where I just went like, this is swill. And the next dog that barks at me, I'm going to dump it on. No. They're all very, very similar, even from being single barrels. And they probably take from very similar spots in their rickhouses. No, no. It's, yeah, I mean, they do. So, yeah. I mean, but this is, honestly, this I mean, is a straw, solid. Uh, yeah. Solid I mean, for the price point. Um, absolutely. One out of ten. I mean, this is a solid six and a half to seven for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say six and a half. That yeah, good. which is really strong. I mean, that's yeah. it's really good. All right. 
So now comes the uncomfortable part. Let's get into the weird. <laughs> I was like, what's going to happen? Don't hurt me. <laughs> I just thought I'd shake it up a little bit for so, all of our two listeners. <laughs> yes. Hey. We're growing. We're every growing. Day. <laughs> it's up from one. <laughs> Do you need toothpicks? Join our sponsor, Tim. He's in the back alley just handing out <laughs> shards of wood. Gave us 10 cents to plug his thing. thing. <laughs> All right. So... I mean, he literally wanted us to plug his thing, but we just oh. no. Oh, <laughs> dude, come on! You gotta stop with the dirty ones. I mean, you're just not good at it. <laughs> that was good. Come That's on. what she said. Just jealous you didn't think of it first. Uh, that might be true. All right. I took a tip from you guys and named mine this time. Absolutely, you should always name it. Why not? It's called a sticky situation. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's, it's not going to go where you think it's going to go. Okay. Uh, she had said Slimer. Um, it would have been different. <laughs> uh, so we're just going to list sources here real quick. Wikipedia. APS.org, which is a physics website. WordPress blog called Glyptodon. It's a history blog. I'm sure it's legit. NFPA.org. History.org. BostonGlobe.org. And New York Times. Dot com. Dot com. Maybe I got it from the paper. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's citing Wikipedia. We don't know where she's getting <laughs> shit from. Yeah. All right. Molasses. Mm. Y'all know what molasses is, right? Molasses? You might get it out of some whiskey sometimes. Yeah. Or is that different it? from maple syrup from our dear close friends who we don't make fun of when they're not looking at us? Canada. America's half. Yes. <laughs> and Mexico molasses is, America's is different. It is. Okay. Yep. I figured um, it was. It was. So, it is. Molasses is basically the byproduct from refining sugarcane or sugar beets into sugar. So you press the sugarcane, extract the juice, and then reduce the liquid to form crystals. Uh, remove the crystals, so that's the sugar, and then you're left with molasses, the syrupy sort of mm -hmm. left behind. And there's different kinds of molasses. Are you going to get into that? Not really. It's not. I'm sort of. Uh, I'm really I dabble this right food. now because, like, I am literally thinking, like, stay is she me. Julia childing us, no, or is she going to be me. like, is this going to be like some weird sex cult that is like, <laughs> I can only have sex when molasses is poured over my nostrils. It's got to be hot. Ow. No. Do you? I mean, do you care about the different kinds of molasses? No, I'm just saying there are stuff. It's not important. To this like, thing. I use black strap. <laughs> it's literally called blackstrap molasses. A, you are such a fucking nerd. <laughs> don't look at me like that. It's you a are thing. such a fucking nerd. Well, yes, I am. Thank <laughs> you for noticing. So, what we don't use in our gingerbread cookies is often fermented to create alcohol, like rum. That makes sense. And yeah. ethanol. Uh, in the early 1900s, so you could drink it or start a car. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the early 1900s, we were fermenting a lot of molasses because we were drinking a lot of alcohol. Or rum, mostly. When was this? Sorry. Our early 1900s. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Before Prohibition. <laughs> we got drunk a lot before World well, War II. And let's be, <laughs> let's be honest, the whiskey. I mean, the whiskey, obviously, if you can get bottles from them, is phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's oh, great yeah. to have, and they're worth so much. But honestly, it was very hit and miss back then. Yeah, but I don't mm. think you're making whiskey from... Water. No, I'm not saying... Okay. That's why I'm saying people okay. are drinking other stuff. Yeah. And even after Prohibition. But um, yeah, and it... I mean, it went into the whole, like slave trade and that's why they were trading molasses for slaves and all this jazz but we don't need to go there um and then would it would suck i mean you come on i'm sorry yeah what did you get traded for sugar byproducts yeah i mean like I mean, we, they already like today we already put like numerical values on a human life like even just for insurance purposes yeah. but to be like 
your value is syrup. Yeah. It's just you're, you're horrible. A That's just yeah. fucking That's horrible. Uh, they also needed a lot of the ethanol for and this for WWE. WWE? WWE started back then? WWE. World War One. Call me King Syrup. World War One munitions because of it's flammable, so yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Combustion, yeah. A real story begins in the Boston Harbor. Don't they, all good stories start in Boston? They do. Harbor. Where Boston. the tea party happened? Yes. Same harbor? Same harbor? Well, uh-huh. I assume. Are there many harbors in Boston? I, I don't assume know. there's probably only. There's probably one main one. Yeah. We'll go yeah. Just now, reveal to you how much research Celeste puts into this. <laughs> it's not important to the story. Oh, don't. Who gives a shit? We're lazy. It doesn't matter. It's all about a good story. <laughs> the year is 1915. 1915. And her name was Crystal. Good year. She was a starry-eyed girl. She dreamed of lights and sound. The big city. (laughs) I need more alcohol. (laughs) Arthur Gell, project manager. Damn it! (laughs) Nope, that keeps. Project manager and treasurer of Purity Distilling has just completed the construction of a large storage tank. It was built to house the molasses coming up from the Caribbean. Uh, so what would happen is steamers would bring it up and just fill. They'd have numerous tanks at these shipyards. Arthur Gell just built a really, really big one. That's not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He thought this new tank was his way to take the company to the next level. And to entice the ladies. Well, of course. Exactly. Nice big tank. Yeah. <laughs> Bigger the tank, the more alcohol and ethanol you're producing, right? <sighs> Yeah. And babies. And babies. Ultimately babies. Uh, this tank was a beast. The massive curved steel sides were held together by rivets. And the whole thing... Really? Was, yeah. Wow. You don't say rivets. Hey, it's crazy. You know, I'm just giving some... <laughs> Thank you. ...details. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, like, really anxious on where this is going. <laughs> I feel like somebody might die. I don't know. Yes, like, that's like, 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 glasses or something. And now his ghost haunts the syrup. <laughs> And there are stories of people who pour all his maple syrup on the pancakes. And sometimes, occasionally, you can hear the syrup go, Don't put... No! no. There's no molasses going on pancakes. No, it's not. I don't know. It's he doesn't, going he doesn't into cook. I don't, I don't cook. I'm a horrible cook. Yeah, you are. I mean, seriously, the only reason your guys' diet works for me is, like, I can cook a steak. <laughs> I can eat steak every night. Yeah. Put some molasses on it. Ugh. You put some stank on it. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, then the whole thing was set into a concrete base. Makes sense. It sat mm. only three feet off Commercial Street, a busy thoroughfare in a very populated neighborhood in Boston, obviously. It was... Uh, obviously. I mean, we didn't know that. It was basically Little that. Italy at the time, I guess. Oh, that sounds amazing. It was 50 feet tall. Also kind of smelly. And 90 feet in diameter. It could hold, at maximum, 2.5 million gallons of molasses. Wow. This thing was huge for the day. It was I mean, that basically huge now. Yeah, that does this some I mean yeah. yeah. It was basically an eyesore. I mean, my and tank out back is only like five gallons. <laughs> and they yeah, they said like it sat higher. They had just built the L or their, you know, like version of the L. So did this thing like did you look up pictures of this? Did yes, it did it look like pictures. like a copper still or did it look more like a silo? It looks like a silo, only much larger and all steel. And I like, I pick and I pictured it at first as like a like a gas tank at people's houses, you know, like the Yeah. LP. LP tanks. Yeah. But it was more vertical than that. It was more it was very tall. Ah. It's for storage. Around. And the you locals called it. it the steel penis of Boston. Yep, that's what it was. Exactly. Yep. 
I mean, they erected it there on purpose. So it does stay hard through the winter. It does, well, which is good. Yes. Yeah. Or does it? Almost immediately, the tank springs leaks. Oh, oh no! It couldn't hold all its juices. It said that. <laughs> it said that every seamed seam <laughs> leaked every day. <laughs> so it's like a fourteen-year-old boy. Oh my god! <laughs> it got a leaker. Excuse me, Timothy, could you come solve the problem? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Interesting choice of words you use there. <laughs> if if you if you if you don't get up here, you're gonna go to the principal. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> I will totally go, but I am not getting up. Cramp in my leg. <laughs> well, speaking of 14-year-old boys, they used to stop and collect uh, the molasses that was coming out and take it. Yeah, it's free money. Yeah. yeah. Wow. yeah. Jill, the project manager, wasn't worried about this, though. He uh, often had the leaks cocked, and he even painted the tank brown to disguise the leaks. Ryan, don't be a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So two years later, Purity Distilling is bought up by the United States Industrial Alcohol Company. Many speculate it was because um, they, you know, there was talk of prohibition, and they wanted to get out while the getting was good. Oh, so this was like before, like prohibitions, yeah, like starting to be talked quite, about. Yeah. It's starting like the they're all doing like their big push because, like, I remember like even seeing, I mean, like even reading articles about that stuff. It's like oh, devil's juice and blah 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 blah. And, and like, this oh way, they would stay in business. Alcohol, uh, industrial alcohol, kept them in business, but they started producing more industrial alcohols and ethanol instead of the rum. What were they? Do you know what they were using the ethanol for at the time? It just says munitions, so it must be something uh, the flammability yeah. in it. Yeah. Combustion. It's, again, it's the whole no. boom, setting up a rocket. I really deal. did. I looked hard. I was like, why is there so much ethanol needed? But it's got to be just the combustion. Uh, yeah. Um, if, uh, by the way, we are not... Well, Ryan technically is a scientist, but not of this caliber. No. And uh, uh, we're going to be wrong not. about a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, even I'll be wrong. All the I'll time. So please send all your hate mail. We will take it. We might not read it. Send no. a dollar with it. Yeah, yeah, send a dollar. If you send, if you want to curse us out and point out how wrong we are, it's like, why do you guys keep saying combustion? We call it. <laughs> if you send a dollar, I promise we'll read it. Uh, we don't even have a, like a PayPal. Account. Oh no, I'm just saying we're gonna read it. I mean, like, because generally it's like I'll get like three words in. And it's like if it's horrible stuff, I'm like, I don't need this shit. <laughs> All right, so a couple more years go by. And now it's January of 1919. So it's cold. It's cold. World, World War, War I, I. Yeah, that's what's about. Has that. just ended. Okay. Uh, a couple months ago, and Boston was expecting their troops to be returning home. Also on the way to Boston was another delivery of molasses. Well, the last one's just leaked all over the place. Yeah, so. the Malero. I think it's how you pronounce it. Is a steamboat ship thing. We will also be pronouncing stuff wrong regularly. <laughs> was working its way Malero? up Malero? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Comangelo! My name's Comangelo. It held uh, an additional 1.5 million gallons of molasses. It's a lot of molasses. Yeah. So it's unclear what day the ship actually arrived, uh, but it seemed to be somewhere between January 12th and 14th. It filled the tank nearly to capacity. Combined with what was already in the tank and what was loaded, it's estimated to now be holding 2.3 million gallons of molasses. Holy shit. Reaching a height of 48 feet in the 50-foot tank. Nice. Pow. The walls of the tank would shake 
rumble and groan. Like a good lover should. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but this happened pretty much every time deliveries were made. And the workers and the nearby townsfolk were used to these noises. And their day carried on. What's that? Oh, oh, they're just filling the molasses tank, you know. <laughs> this is like... This the is ground's like, shaking. This is like the industrial version of a 14, 15-year-old boy. It's like, we'd walk by the bathroom and hear rumbles and groans and, well... Really boys st- will be boys. You're really stuck on this 14-year-old boy. Well, we started with this whole, I mean, like, I'm like, I, I figure if we're going to go down a path of a certain, like, joke line of, you know, hey. Let's pick a theme. This is phallic. Let's just keep with it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be consistent. So, obviously, as we already said, January in Boston is cold. But January 15th brought some relief and was a beautiful sunny day. Temps steadily climbed and topped out. At about 40 degrees. The snow melted. People took off their jackets and ate lunch outside. However... At 40 degrees, they lunched outside. They're northerners at that point. I mean, if you're used to the cold and then you get that one nice day... Yeah, Minnesota would do that. You are hill people. (sighs) No, but they said it was like, you know, 10 degrees, minus 2 degrees. You get a 40 degree day. That's a huge boost. Okay, well, you didn't grow up north. Up north, so you don't know. Anyway. That's why I don't talk like this. <laughs> yeah, your Irish accent. Irish. Yeah, it's Irish. Irish I was trying to go for Minnesota. Minnesota. No. Yeah. No. I just. I love it, but no. Let me just say cheese five times and I'll get it. Okay. The afternoon lunch crowd was soon interrupted by what would sound like machine gun fire. The rivets were shooting off the thing. Yep. Totes. Don't yeah, tell a story it. that's predictable. Hey, we called it. Yeah. Hey, let's just try another whiskey. Okay. Oh, are you going to do a cliffhanger here? Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> All right. Our next whiskey is also a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It is a Knob Creek single barrel. Now, Knob Creek is distilled, barreled, aged, and bottled by the old Jim Beam in Claremont, Kentucky. Knob Creek Single Barrel is normally a, usually around a nine-year, uh, but this one is actually a store pick from Liquor Barn over in Kentucky. I don't know exactly where I got it. Liquor Barn. Liquor Barn. Yeah, I don't know which one, though. There's <laughs> Well, there, I was about to say, it's it's Liquor Barn has many liquor yeah. stores. So it's and it, like this that. one's 11 and a half years, is that what it says? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a couple years years older than the standard, but this is... Again, this is one, the standard you can get pretty much anywhere. I mean, Jim Beam is one of those that's all over the place, including Knob Isn't Creek. Isn't the Knob Creek, like, barrel picking, isn't that like a, I mean, I'm not saying barrel picking, because as we've all experienced, like, barrel picking is an experience in and of itself. But isn't the Knob Creek, like, barrel picking when they, they go do that, isn't it like, they, the people who are picking the barrel, can't they take a couple bottles with them? Yeah, because. Which is unheard of. Yeah, because what, what they do is. You pick it, I think you just pick it right there, and then you go right to the bottling line. Right. Because when you take the regular tour, there's the bottling line. And we actually bought yeah, a you've bottle done that. right off yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. And they're bottling all the time. So, yeah, they'll just, you, whatever barrel you pick, they'll just take the bottling line right there, and then you can buy it directly from from them, and then right. obviously they'll send the rest off to a store or whatever. But, yeah, so this is 120 proof. It's, it's up there. I didn't realize this, but actually Knob Creek Single Barrel wasn't introduced until 2010. So it's really not yeah, that old no. of a brand. No, it's not. No. It's their offshoot. Knob, yeah, Knob yeah. Creek itself is, but the single barrel isn't. So normally Jim Beam is about four years old, 
Right. And this is, so this is at least double that and it's a higher proof. But I didn't necessarily find, I think it's out there, but Beam, I mean, Beam doesn't like have a lot of secrets, but other distillers, they'll tell you pretty much everything. Yeah. Beam. Well, but also, too, distillers have a history of bullshit, too. True, true. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they only have maybe only two recipes, I want to say. Yeah, I think, I think so. One that's I think a you're higher right. rye yeah. and it's lower. So it's not and like, then it's more about aging for them. Yeah. yeah. And they're not huge on aging a lot of theirs really long, because even their bookers is only... Well, so, okay, white label is aged to about when? Four-ish. Okay, what is black label aged to about eight-ish? It used to it be used eight. To be eight. Now I know, I know. like I know. five or six. Yeah, it's five or six now. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so they use, they do say that they use a level four char, which is the alligator char, for 55 seconds. So that's a, a larger char, uh, longer char, larger char. They claim on their website that the aroma, you should get vanilla, caramel, caramel, and a light smoke. I get more smoke than I do caramel, that's for sure. Mm. I really don't get much caramel in the nose. I think it smells pretty sweet. And the mm. taste should be vanilla, nuts, and oak. Mm. I, I tend to get, not, maybe it's not as nutty as Heaven Hill. Which is just up the road about 10 miles, but... I get vanilla very much. I get a lot of vanilla on the taste. And on the back end... Nuts. I get banana. Gosh, you and this banana. That's me and the banana. You got banana. You get banana. You get banana. You get I do banana. get some oak. Like, they say oak, too. And I think there is. Like, it's not for... Not being that This episode, old. we're going completely phallic. I get banana. <laughs> How come you boys are getting the bananas and I get... Your palate well, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, we call you tea bag for a reason. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> you like extra tea? Uh, that wasn't a joke, but it worked. Oh my god! <laughs> Not so much the bags. No, but there. I guess having we... you say that is just <laughs> weird. I don't know why. Like I'm, I say some crazy shit, but having your own husband say that in front of me. By the way, we're married. If you're yes, married. that's yes. If you you've been Joe? wanting the loan, <laughs> no, <laughs> you and I. Oh, I know I you don't like to admit it. I forgot. Lover, come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I actually do get some oak on it. I mean, I yeah, I do get a little oak, but I mean, like, there's. It's very. I hate using this word. I hate this word. I just. It's like everybody talks when they're talking about food and stuff, and I hear this word a lot. But it is very robust. Mm-hmm. In flavor, yeah. it's like it's it's That's got a, a lot. It's got a nice explosion. It's got like it explodes I mean, in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's 120 proof. It's right? like a bunch of rivets shooting off into my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's hard to after you taste. Like, what was the? Uh, Everyone was pretty low proof. Yeah. The only problem I have, and as you guys know, I am totally in for high proof stuff. It's not my favorite, just because it's like okay, you have a high proof whiskey, you know, you're done. I'd rather have two drinks versus one drink. Yeah. And so, but as far as high proofs go, I will say this. Like, this one, for me, I give it a strong five. And the reason I say that is because I think if I was ever going to introduce somebody to a high proof whiskey, this is the angle I would go. Now, granted, this is a store pick, but there are many Knob Creek store picks out there. Not saying they all taste the same. It is a very common store pick to pick up. It is... It's around forty bucks. Yeah, so it's, really it's, not it's very horrible. yeah. Retail wise, it's very it's on the cheaper end of for things. being yeah. in this case an eleven and a half year, but even a nine to ten year for to get an eleven and a half year bourbon or a whiskey yeah. period for forty dollars is a rarity. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's really not that bad. And the one who will not be named. Yes, I know what you're doing. Is uh, 
yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to sell like 10 years for like $300. And it's like, that's it's ridiculous. ridiculous. No, and it's definitely, it's definitely beamy. I mean, I don't. Oh, yeah. The one who will not be named is not Van Winkle. No. Just to let you know. Beam definitely has, like, it's very consistent. I mean, I think they try for, obviously, the Jim Beam, they try for consistency. And I think they do a pretty good job with that. Right. To me, I mean, I definitely get the, the Beam highlights out of this. It's just a lot more in your face. And Beam, the thing you got to give Beam, and a lot of people consider Beam a uh, well whiskey. Yeah. Uh, is that it so isn't. No. It so isn't. There's, like, a very nice quality to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, the white label, yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, it's it's well, like when they used to have that eight year black. Oh my god! That that you, still have, you still have you still have that vertical. You still yeah. He's hoarding and it. he's yeah. he's hoarding it, and he literally almost has a vertical of Jim Beam Black, which I completely respect. But he's the only whiskey collector I know who has this. Which well, now I'm like, save it even more. <laughs> I, like it. I mean, don't open it. I'll tell you why I like Jim Beam Black. For multiple reasons. Well, we'll no, 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 no. We'll get back. To Let, that. Yeah, we'll get back to that. Let's review that another. But I'll time. tell you, there's multiple reasons why. We'll right. We'll review that another time. We'll stick on the Knob Creek. Yeah. This is a very good, strong iteration yeah. of Beam product. And I, I think this that, would make a really. And I actually haven't really done it, but I think it would make a really good old fashioned. That's what I like higher. Oh yeah. Really good. Yeah. Cocktail. If you're gonna, I agree. I agree with him that. And you know me, I'm not a cocktail guy. I mean, I grew up. When when I first was taught whiskey, when I first had my first whiskey, was twenty one, and my grandfather, Wild Turkey, eight year one hundred one, was just like, it's like, hey, we're gonna have a whiskey, you can now drink, and I was like, sure, can I get some Coke? And he's like, no. <laughs> and the next thing he knows, he pours Put me some a hair s- on your chest. <laughs> no, he doesn't say anything. That's the, that's his that's his gravitas. He was just like, nope. Pulls out two rocks glasses. He pours the eight. Uh, wild turkey eight year one-on-one in each and my god when he passed away we found so many of those bottles all over his house it was crazy I mean, empty he was or full full wow. like he was storing them like he never wanted to not be out did you get some yeah i did you got one of the bottles that's true yeah you did <laughs> well mine was you're drinking eight. dead man's juice and mine you know it was just an eight it wasn't yeah, weird, yeah no. <laughs> nice. but uh but like he poured it straight in a rocks glass, and like as you two know, I really don't like to drink my whiskey any other way. I mean, I don't mind putting a drop of water in it and whatnot, but yeah, I, I like I like it neat. I want to taste mm-hmm. it. I yep. want, yep, I agree. Yeah. So ratings? I told you my five. mine's like a five. Yeah, on this one, I'll go five to six. Yeah, I'd be in there too. I'll be honest with you, like normal Knob Creek, I'm not a huge fan of, but I think these these picks you get a little more character out of them. You do it, it picks. Uh, we cannot recommend enough that when you walk into a local liquor store, if you do see a store pick, they are very evident. They usually have a label or a sticker on them. They might that, even have the barrel. Yeah, they they Sitting yeah they usually have the barrel on the barrel. But it's very distinctive when they do tell you that there is a store pick. It yeah. usually says hand selected by such and such. Try yeah. that. Yeah, well, especially ask, if it's a brand you know you like. Ask them Absolutely. if they have it open for you to yeah, try. Yeah, some stores will. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. very true. I do. I cannot recommend enough because I have had so many people even just ask me. It's like, what is a store pick? To give you a brief rundown on a store pick, real quick, a let's say Knob Creek. Knob Creek that you can buy at any store that you see Knob Creek. It has a certain flavor profile. So when they are picking those barrels. They all need to match. It needs to be the same thing. 
they occasionally have a barrel that it's like, oh, it's close, but it's not quite there. They set that aside. Those barrels are sold off in barrel picks. So with a barrel pick, you get to taste multiple different ones. They have a very similar base profile, but their overall profile can vary very differently and makes them unique. They are one of a kind. Uh, store picks are one of a kind. You will never taste them again. So I cannot recommend enough that if you are interested in any brand of whiskey, whether it's Four Roses, Knob Creek, Eagle Rare, Weller, whatever it is, if you see a store pick, I recommend trying it yeah. if you really are interested mm-hmm. in it. It's not many store picks that I've been disappointed with. Well, I've been disappointed with some store picks. Well, totally. I'm not saying it's unheard of, but yeah, I mean, like some people just... pick some shit barrels, and you're no. just like, yeah, I well, mean, it's usually a solid pick. I, I'm, but I'm just saying it's, but that's the beauty of it, though. Eighty percent of the time. But no, all I'm saying is that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty it's... of it is that it's like it literally is. If you buy a store pick of any whiskey, it is one of a kind. It will mm-hmm. never come around again. Sure, it's one of a kind. Now back to our show. Lunch was interrupted by machine gun fire. That's what I said. Okay. You got it. A patrolman ran to the call box to report it. The popping noises continued and were followed by what some described as a wailing or bleeding from an injured animal. Jeez. Mm. Mm. As the patrolman surveyed the area, he watched in disbelief as the massive molasses tank burst and sent 2.3 million gallons of molasses into the streets of Boston. Good uh, With that 15-year-old boy, finally. <laughs> uh, as you guessed, the gunfire was actually the rivets popping out of the tank. <laughs> and now we lost 10 minutes of the show. Because, like, <laughs> and the wailing was the steel giving way and scraping against itself and the concrete and the paint. Uh, yep. Jeez. Wow. The wave sent, or I'm sorry, the tank sent a wave of molasses 20 feet high from the outset, <laughs> 160 feet wide, at 35 miles per hour, moving in every direction. Because the tank basically, like... Yeah, it was like a tidal wave that exploded in every direction. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. Uh, it looked like a giant black tidal wave. Okay, there you go. Uh, the wave ripped... Seriously, uh, one, one note we need to make mention, because, like, this is getting really weird on this episode specifically. We don't know what stories we're telling each other. Oh, yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't. I mean, it was kind of obvious. Good guess, guys. Yeah. yeah. The wave ripped houses and businesses from their foundations. <laughs> but then stuck them back because yes. it's molasses. <laughs> Does insurance cover that? No. And then, okay, so it's... It's like if Dr. Seuss, like, wrote a disaster movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the molasses exploded. <laughs> it crushed autos, wagons, freight cars... It destroyed the L or the train tracks. <laughs> uh, is that just a big word for Autos. cars? Well, I didn't want to say freight cars and cars. Okay, I, I wanted get you. to say autos. <laughs> Automobiles. Did you call the auto? You mean Uber? So the the passenger train passes just before this thing explodes, and it actually <laughs> knocks like the the passenger train a little bit, but they're able to get across before the track actually crumbles beneath them. <laughs> and one person was it. That's a lot of juice. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening there? Mm. That's uh, sticky. It was Real sticky. <laughs> so the houses and the businesses were forced off their foundations. The molasses would fill the foundations and it drowned people. Oh, jeez. What? Yes. They were stuck. I mean, it just... How did they... Bam! And like 35 miles an hour, 
not you're you're in your basement grabbing some whiskey, and the next thing you know, you're being drowned by molasses. <laughs> like, syrup. Oh, on. <laughs> What's that smell? Oh, uh, so. My God, this just seems like, and I'm not, I'm not, I, by no means am I trying to be disrespectful of this situation, any stretch at all, but it's all it right. just seems like the Looney Tunes version of Pompeii. <laughs> I mean, it's like, Pompeii's like, the mountain's exploding, people are catching on fire, like, flames burning, and these people are like, get in the beer, boom, I'm sticky. What happened? Um, yeah, and no, and that's why I picked this, because I was like, I mean, it's not, it's not super weird, but it's, it's weird that I you've never went, heard of this before. You yeah. can't do stories like this. It's like, I'm laughing, but I don't want to be laughing. Well, this is horrible. Because, yes, it's swallowed up yeah, everything. Yeah, this is horrible. Men, women, children, horses, cats, dogs. It pushed well, through buildings. It, if it killed people. cats, then I'm out. It killed cats. You know it did. In the end, it destroyed like a half a mile section of Boston. <laughs> and... Damn you, Celeste. That's all I have to say. It's because, like... There are pictures, too. Like, look it up. It looks like a war zone. It's, like, oh, God. total mass destruction. This is such a weird thing. The, Bos- <laughs> the Boston Post reported, Molasses, waist deep, covered the street and swirled and bubbled about the wreckage. It bubbled? It bubbled. Here? No, here's the... This is the worst <laughs> One person climbs up... Can you bring butter? <laughs> this is the worst part. It's like here and there struggled a form. Whether it was animal or human, it was impossible to tell. And they said that the more people and animals struggled, it was like quicksand. Like it would yeah. suck. Yeah, you I mean, it's syrup. It's like a thick, yeah. I mean, like it's it's a thick consistency. Mm-hmm. This is not like liquid. This is like liquid and matter yeah, halfway. It's, it's yeah. Only an upheaval, a thrashing in the sticky mass showed where any life was. Uh, horses died like so many flies on sticky fly paper. The more they struggled, the deeper in the mess they were ensnarled. Um, and then the Boston Globe said that people were picked up by a rush of air. Let's see. Let's see the picture. Yeah, look at it. Like it just, everything is just, just like, it's almost like a melted steel. Yeah. It's so weird. I know, if you didn't know what it was, you'd be like, what the hell happened? The pictures, it's just bizarro. Um, so yeah, and it said it hit people, it threw some of them through the air. Picked up, like, trucks, threw them through the air. And in the end, 150 people were injured and 21 people and horses died. Wait, 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 wait. 21 people and some horses. Okay, 21 people and some horses. horses. Okay, all right. Uh, People people rushed to help, including some naval cadets that were docked nearby. Some chefs? Probably some chefs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm coming off insensitive as all hell, and I don't mean to be, but I'm like, I'm just trying to bring a little levity because, like, it, it, oh, God. It just it's seems, crazy. It just seems like IHOP exploded and he killed a bunch of people. I mean, this is fucking horrible. I, who wants their gravestone to be, like, died by syrup? No. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. I, I can't imagine trying to breathe that in. It's not even, like... I mean, it's thicker than... No, it's like, like, like water will get into your lungs very quickly. You can cough it's it out. Like, yeah, like molasses, exactly. you're not coughing out. Yeah, molasses, it's, like, it's like, it's, it's honestly, it again, it is matter and liquid about yeah. 50-50. It's, it's it, again, syrup. It's yeah. just going to fill... Oh. Two of the youngest to die were only 10 years old. Ah, shit. Yep. And they said when they found the dead, they would be so covered in, like, a glaze... Yeah. That it was hard to even identify them. Seriously, this is a problem. 
oh my god, this is like I'm listening to like somebody describe Pompeii going off and be like, okay, when the heat hit them, the ash, it like mm-hmm. literally turned them into living statues. It is but this kind is like syrup got all over the place, and you know, it's like it doesn't sound like it'd be bad, but it was bad. Oh my god! No, I mean, if you've ever worked with molasses, you know it'd be horrible. And Ryan knows he yes. What kind of molasses do you use? Blackstrap. Blackstrap molasses. This is a cool name. I mean, Blackstrap. That just sounds like a good heavy metal band. Yeah, it totally is. Unlike Emery, which... <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're not heavy metal to begin with, so... Oh, they're scream metal. They're scream-o. Let's get it right. <laughs> I just, I've never met somebody with such a high intelligence. It's just like, I just need people to scream in my ear, and I can focus. We both also watch professional wrestling, so... That is very true. Okay. Well, but Joe's intelligence level is much lower than yours, so it's not surprising. Actually, that's not true. (laughs) Mine's on paper. His isn't. What do you mean yours is on paper? I've been tested. (laughs) (laughs) I read the New York Times one day and filled out the Scrabble. Did the crossword. (laughs) Oh, wait. I thought it was Scrabble. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you passed it. Good for you. Uh, You're bald. I know I am. <laughs> the, the rescue effort lasted for four days, and then cleanup took about six months. Oh, They used salt water and sand to absorb and wash it away. Um, and then, really, it lasted much longer than that because people were tracking molasses everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God. It was in the train. It was on phones. It was in their homes. It was everywhere. I'm going to be a little late, honey. I'm stuck to the L train. <laughs> My hand is sticky, but it's not for the reason you think. Okay? It was a molasses bomb down. Oh, I thought <laughs> it was molasses. <laughs> hey, my hand is sticky, but it's not why you think. I was jerking off a homeless <laughs> Wow. Does also, why do you like from the South? It's Boston. Yeah. I, oh, Boston. I can do Boston. You got some Kathy? Handy guy, handy guy. It's the best Kathy you've ever seen. Is there molasses in it? <laughs> There's no molasses, but it's still sticky. Have they banned molasses in Boston? They haven't by banned it. Oh, no. they should. This is crazy. I mean, like, I've never heard You've of, like, heard molasses of killing no. people. It's crazy. Okay, so, in the aftermath. Well, diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> there is diabetes. <laughs> Not surprisingly, a class action lawsuit was brought against the United States Industrial Alcohol Company. Shocking. The company, of course, denied all responsibility, stating that it must have been crazy anarchists. Or some weak Who rivets. blew it up. Yeah. <laughs> they also tried to blame the company that they received the steel from, stating that uh, they must have cut corners and set them, sent them inferior steel, which may have actually been true. Uh, because of World War One, the steel company was working overtime, and they maybe did cut corners to keep up with demand. We don't know. It took five years, 1,000 witnesses, 1,500 pieces of evidence, but in the end, state auditor Hugh W. Ogden ruled that the industrial alcohol company was to blame and awarded victims and families $625,000 or $8 million in today's money. I was about to say, yeah, I mean, like, wow. Yeah. So why did it explode? Ryan, we're gonna we're gonna consult you on that one. Is there something like is there some sort of like gaseous air that this molasses could have given I off? Hey, that, you are smarter than I yeah. thought you were. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I'm just saying, I know a lot more than I I play stupid. You know a lot more than a lot. 
I play stupid. But it's so... I mean, the thing is, it's so... Really well. <laughs> it's so, so... I've mastered it for 38 <laughs> years. I think I can do it. <laughs> I mean, it's so heavy and dense, right? I mean, the the, the amount of, of mass that you're putting in this space. Yeah, but don't most things give off a gas? Well, remember, they were fermenting it. Yeah. Were they fermenting, fermenting in it. that tank? Yeah. I Again, I was a little confused about this, but they did say... So let's just go through the reasons they figured Okay, because I thought it was just a storage tank. So it turns out Arthur Gell, the guy who, you know, is his baby, shouldn't have been in charge whatsoever. His last name's Gell. Yeah. His last he, name is he, Gell. He should not be dealing with liquids. No. <laughs> He's more of a jelly man than a molasses. <laughs> He's so jelly. <laughs> it said, okay, I found a couple of things. Like, he couldn't read blueprints or he refused to read blueprints. <laughs> Either way. Either way. Have you read Moby Dick? Have you read Moby Dick? <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. How, how did you say that again? How did you say that? <laughs> have you read Moby Dick? Um, have you read Moby Dick? <laughs> have you built a storage tank before? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are you asking me if I built a storage tank before? Are you asking if I would like to build a storage tank? Those are two different questions. <laughs> And instead of fixing the leaks, you know, he just painted the tank. He brown. licked at he licked at him forever. And was just like, oh man, this is really delicious. I'm just gonna stand here for a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is it? This is our emergency protocol. Come on, help me out. Help me out. Kids, kids. <laughs> uh, the rivets weren't reinforced, and I'm not sure what exactly that means. But they, they were plastic. Yeah, they're plastic. The steel, and this might have just been because of the 1900s, wasn't strong enough to hold the weight. Uh, whether yeah. whether the steel company cut corners or not, it just wasn't going to be strong enough. This, this kind of steel, also used in the Titanic, by the way, yeah. wow. uh, was known to be, you know, crack and be brittle. So, Well, I mean, let's be honest. Back in those times, they yeah. really didn't build things to withstand stuff. I mean, the Chicago Fire taught us that. It's like, whoa, 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 we shouldn't build in a city out of tinderwood? Well, I guess we learned a lesson. Modern engineers said it was about 50% too thin, the steel walls. Yeah. Wow. Uh, obviously, the tank was super full that day. And then, the, so the new... <laughs> Joe's giggling like a little girl for some reason. <laughs> when the new warmer shipment of molasses was <laughs> Excuse added... Excuse me, did you just... Repeat that again? When now the Ryan's new giggling. <laughs> warmer shipment... Okay, thank you. Shipment, is that what you Yeah, that's what I heard. Of molasses was added to the cold already fermenting stuff. Oh, it was already fermenting. Okay. It triggered a reaction that produced carbon dioxide. So apparently this is a thing. When you add a warm yep. liquid to a cold liquid, yeah, it, it does something. I don't know. It said so on the physics website. I mean, carbon dioxide we'll, we is going to be produced like... during fermentation. So you're going to have yeast in there. Yeah, but when yeah. you have extreme colds and yeah, extreme heat in each other, whether it's weather, whether oh, yeah. it's a lot of things, you will get an extreme reaction. Yeah, you get, you get yeah, sort of a... Yeah, you get extreme I mean, reaction. you get storms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the worst storms are always when, like, yeah. a cold front hits a warm front, and they... And then you're like, goodbye, Oklahoma. Goodbye, Boston. Bastin. <laughs> and then, obviously, that day, remember, was unusually warm. So it probably caused... We will never forget. 40 degrees. We will always remember. <laughs> Are you volunteering as tribute? <laughs> <laughs> two fingers to the lip, two to the sky. Here's to you, Boston. Here's to you, Boston. So, yeah, there you go. 
Altogether, that was a disaster waiting to happen. Oh my god. I'm <laughs> oh, just like, I'm like picturing this... like if it happened nowadays, some woman's like, what? It exploded. It was really warm. <laughs> and sticky. That'd be YouTube dance videos. Kind of reminded me of my wedding night. Well, I woke up to go give me a cold pop. Pop! <laughs> no, you never seen that no. YouTube video? Sorry. No. We we actually have jobs. Yeah, we can... We have it's that one everybody heard it. <laughs> and now I can't remember. <laughs> oh, my Lord, there's a fire. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. I ran for my life. Nope. It just built a little wand. Anyway, so this is the final thing. Okay, so this obviously was used as a catalyst to change building regulations, create permits, and make sure. Like the Chicago Fire, yeah. Make sure the guy leading the project can actually read blueprints, basically. So. I'm not sure you need all that. I think those coming after them were like, oh, well, that was stupid. Let's not do that again. Yeah, let's not do that again. Uh, but in any case, I think still you're gonna have people. Let's make it cheap. Yeah. 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 Well, they also are would have great responsibility. I mean, they lost eight million dollars. <sighs> I don't look at like if they lost eight million dollars. I look at they lost a lot of sticky goo. <laughs> a lot of molasses. They lost a lot of that goo. I encourage people to look at the pictures and check it yeah, out. Yeah, they're weird. They Great are weird. Boston molasses disaster. Yeah. Days of info. What hasn't Boston been through? And then never forget. Also, never, never forget. forget. <laughs> Even though we never knew. <laughs> I don't know why I do. There's a little part of me that feels bad making that joke. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bad. Yeah, that's a little bad. We might have to cut it. Um. Meh. So don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. Yeah, please rate if you want us to keep oh, doing this. Only good ratings. And my yeah. No, <laughs> I want the bad ones too. No. Tell me I'm a piece of shit. Email need, us the I bad ones. It. Email us your no. Thoughts. What's our email address? Be like I don't know. It's not on the sheet. Verbaldistillery at gmail dot com. Yeah, if it you have VD written on it. I know, I was going to say, you where to find VD on yeah. social media? I mean, In a back alley outside of Kroger? Yeah, you can find VD a lot VDP. of places. VDP. What? Verbal Distillery Podcast. Oh, VDP. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, email, and Instagram. We're always willing to hear suggestions, too. If you got a weird story that you know of, yeah. let us know. Or if you want us to try our, our whiskey. Yep. Our criteria is that just it needs to have some sort of semblance of where we can research it. That's all we really require. Um, it can be true crime. It can be hauntings. It can be aliens. It can be anything. Just so long as it's weird. No dick pics. Really? <laughs> you don't want to. You don't. Maybe you, weird. You and I don't want to be like. Well, I mean, weird dick pics. <laughs> weird dick pics. <laughs> like, okay, I've never pics. seen a penis turn in a ninety degree angle. <laughs> it's crazy. We can use that. As a, <laughs> so what? <laughs> I had a total one for that. I can't recall what the ruler's called. <laughs> right angle ruler. <laughs> Where are we going with that? Jeez. Would that hurt? Would that hurt? No. I mean, now you've heard it. It's bendy, I guess. It's hey, hey. Let me do it. Let me do it. You've heard it. You can unhear it. Ain't nobody got time for that.